I'm a you know advocate for self growth, and I'm always trying to learn more and, and kind of grow myself as an individual. So I'm usually asking people who are more experienced than myself, you know, what what are their tips? How how do they find success in podcasting and and in streaming? And a lot of I hear a lot of the same tips from from both sides of things, and that is on consistency. You know, it's struggling to get out of bed from being sick. Uh, you know, and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's worth it. But I just know that the consistency helps having an episode to go out on a you know regular basis. What does success mean to you? One, two. Hello and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where I meet everybody from voice actors to nuclear engineers to talk about their work, their projects and their processes. And guess what? This is the first episode of season two. And to celebrate, I brought a pop filter because over here at Tom Meets Interesting People, I know how to party. Um... (laughs) So if I do sound a little bit sniffly today, and if my guest also sounds just a little bit, little bit croaky today, uh, we're both getting over something. I don't know what it is. In my reflection episode uh, from two weeks ago, I said that I wanted to get to know more podcasters, and guess what? We're kicking off season two with. So I've got with me Kevin, who is one half of the Game of Parents podcast, alongside his wife Joanne, who um, isn't with us today. Something that I can attest from gaming with my own partner is that gaming with your spouse, your wife, your husband is the absolute best. Now their pro- their podcast uh, includes discussions on games as well as their reviews and critiques of the games they play on live stream. And they also rate each game that they play in five different categories that they know are important to gamer parents. Kevin, the warmest, warmest welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for having me on this week as well. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, now, I feel like I probably didn't do you justice in that intro. Uh, so tell us all about the Gamer Parents podcast. Tell us, why did you start it up? Yeah, so I guess it, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, 2020 and COVID and that being a very difficult year and, you know, puts a lot of strain on people and their relationships and just the stress of the household. And, you know, at, at one point, my wife and I, Joanne, we kind of decided we wanted to do something together that, you know, was different from our our work life or just taking care of the kids or, you know, what are we going to eat today? And we wanted to be able to talk about something different. And we, you know, at the, around that same time, I had gotten into listening to some podcasts and I kind of just threw out that idea of, you know, Hey, what if, what if we were to go and start a podcast together? And, you know, she liked the idea and we were both interested in gaming. So we're like, let's, let's do a gaming podcast, you know? And so ever, ever since then we've, we've done that. And, over the last four years, we've had two kids, so that's kind of been a, a struggle as well of you know get, getting them through everything and and working on um, trying to do, fit this podcast in at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely been a challenge, but it's it's something that we do once the kids are asleep. So you know we have a couple hours each night. We don't we don't do much when the kids are around because they're usually noisy. And plus, yeah. <laughs> Joanne and I we're both tied up uh, with the podcast when we're working on it. So no one's, no one will be there to watch the kids. So 
Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you find the time? I struggle with just this podcast, but you've got podcast, live streaming, your day jobs, and kids. How are you finding the time? Yeah, I mean, it helps a lot that between Joanne and I, we can split it up. We split up a lot of the workload, right? I'm kind of the more of the long time gamer. I've been gaming since I was a kid. I love the stuff. She's kind of here because she likes it and enjoys it too. But you know, I, so I kind of I'm more interested in the gaming news or you know what new games are out, you know, and what they're all about and everything. My my wife's the more creative one, um, right? I I'm I don't have a creative cell in my body. She she's the one who does a lot of the editing and creating logos and you know a good portion of the social media stuff. So that's all her. But we are able to manage it basically because you know we we break it up into what we enjoy the best. Right, which are two very different things. We're very two very different people, and that's probably for a very good reason. And that mm-hmm. that kind of helps us manage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of successful teams that I've spoken to, and a lot of successful sort of entrepreneurs as well. I know this almost sounds like it's not related, but you can kind of bring it in. They do say that having those people who work on the areas that they're good at, work on the areas that they love makes it 10 times easier doesn't it yeah absolutely i mean and i wouldn't be doing this if i couldn't be doing this with with my wife right because i i I get out of it that was really the whole reason it started because we wanted to be able to spend more time together we wanted to i mean we at least get a few hours a week where we kind of just get to sit down and talk about what we like and it's not it's usually i mean we throw stuff in there about the kids but it's stuff that we are all both passionate about and get to share it together and I mean, I, I wouldn't have it any other way at this point. Yeah, no, totally. I also remember talking about, because uh, uh, same for me as well, I absolutely adore sort of gaming. Uh, I remember, I think this may have been in your first episode because I have this weird thing where I like to go back and listen to people's first episodes because I'm sad and have no life. Uh, <laughs> well, props to you because most people's <laughs> first episodes are not very good. So you, you, you kind of get to see the worst of it. <laughs> I mean, mine was with my mine was with one little sibling. So it's not too bad. It went all right. Okay. We recorded it over Zoom on a headset. Um, but something that I wanted to bring up immediately, because I was so happy when you said this, is your first game was also my first game, and that was Pokemon. And I think you played Pokemon Blue as well, didn't you? I, I did. I, I think the first game I got was Pokemon Yellow, and Pokemon Blue came around that same time, as far as at least when I got it. And you know that was kind of one of the first games that I remember playing. I think there was a few of them before that, but none that really captured my love for gaming. You know, and I, I grew up in the '90s, so I think I was like eight or nine years old when yeah. like Pokemon first came to the U.S. And I'm not sure if it was around the same time frame for you, but Pokemon was huge. You know, I remember in in school, you know, at recess, everyone would get get in a circle and like you know show off their Pokemon cards that they got, you know, and yeah. you know trade and you know play to play with them and stuff. So it it was just culturally Pokemon was huge, you know, and then that that kind of came kind of came to gaming at the same time, and that was one of the first games that I really fell in love with. I think I was about four or five when I got Pokemon Blue. And I I remember as well, because I knew nothing about it as a five-year-old, I blasted all the way through from Pallet Town all the way up to Pewter City. And then um, I remember having my first experience of how gaming can be really hard when you don't level up. Uh, (laughs) And um, I couldn't beat Brock. I really couldn't. And I remember crying to my dad. I was like, Dad, this game is too hard. And uh, he even offered to take it back to the shop for me, but they wouldn't accept it. 
But that oh, was probably a good it. thing because I ended up uh, playing this, um, uh, play, playing this, playing this a lot more. Um, but yeah, it was a massive cultural phenomenon back then, wasn't it? And it still is. Yeah, it still is. Um, you know, and actually, just just kind of recently, I mean, Pokemon was huge in my childhood, and then you know, I kind of let it go as I kind of moved over to you know PlayStation and Xbox kind of games, yeah. you know, or PC, you know, as I got a little bit older. And we just kind of recently went and got a Nintendo Switch, which is kind of where all of the Pokemon games are. So we actually just picked up another one of the most recent Pokemon games, and we're going to give it a try. I have no idea if I'm going to like it as much as I did in my childhood, or if it's something that is best left to eight-year-old me versus thirty-one-year-old yeah. me. So, you know, I don't know how it's going to click at this era, but we'll see. And also, my my wife was never really into Pokemon, so I'd be like, "Hey, here's Pokemon. Check it out." Yeah. No, I reckon it'll probably be a good intro. Uh, I've got some friends who live down the road um, as well. We're the same generation and they've got a Switch and they've been playing Sword and Shield and they've got raving reviews of that. So I think I think it's going to be a good one. So it'll be a good one to introduce Joanne to, I, I, I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think she'll like it. I, I, yeah, the same kind of thing. I hear really great reviews on those games, you know, and um, I feel like every time I look at it and see it, Pokemon just feels more and more foreign to me versus yeah. the, you know, Pokemon Blue and everything. I'm like, I don't know who any of these Pokemon are or characters or everything just kind of feels very different now. Yeah, this is going to turn into a Pokemon podcast, but you know what? I'm not Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is, we started in Kanto, didn't we? And then we yep. sort of... Um, so we remember that's like our region, but then we expand on the world and it, it does, it does, it's like now we're kind of in another country. Oh, it kind of almost feels like, but yeah. that's something that's cool about it, isn't it? So what have you learned so far? What have you and Joanne learned so far in your journey of podcasting and in your journey of streaming? They're both kind of related. I've picked up a lot of the same tips for both and I'm a, you know, advocate for self-growth and I'm always trying to learn more and, and kind of grow myself as an individual. So I'm usually asking people who are more experienced than myself, you know, what, what are their tips? How, how do they find success in podcasting and, and in streaming? And a lot of, I hear a lot of the same tips from, from both sides of things. And that is on consistency. Mm. And that's something that I've strived for. I mean, even, even when we're, you know, as struggling to get out of bed from being sick or, you know, on vacation, you know, planning on to go out of town on vacation and, you know, not having the time to work on a podcast, we find ways to, to still get an episode out each week. And sometimes that, that can be difficult, uh, you know, and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's worth it, but I just know that the consistency helps having an episode to go out on a, you know, regular basis. So if anyone, for people who are listening, you know, they can, they know where they can kind of plan to come back to the same day every week and get some sort of content. Yeah, uh, and forgive the plug on my end. Uh, Tuesdays, seven AM UK time. New episode of Meets Interesting People will release consistently. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's usually the plan. And obviously, sometimes uncontrollable things come up. And I think we've missed one episode in the last year since we started, um, which we're 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 proud of, and we try to keep it going yeah. the best that we can. I mean, missing one out of a year—that's that's epic. Like. You could be forgiven for missing one one or two episodes. Uh, I mean, you, you are raising two kids after all, aren't sure. you? Yeah, it was when we had like just started. It was like one of our first episodes and we were out of town and we were like, we don't really know how to do this like ahead of time or like it, we didn't really know a lot. It was very, we were very inefficient. So it was harder to, to, to plan something ahead. 
of release and, and do it all then. But we we've figured out our process a lot better since then and ha- haven't missed one. Thankfully. I'm also interested in something that you mentioned there. You, 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 uh, well, you gave a great piece of advice where you said you're asking people about success and how did, um, they find success. Well, I've got a little bit of a twist on the question for you. What does success mean to you? To me? I mean, I think I, one of my faults is I, I pay attention to the numbers a lot mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know if you're the same way, but like, you know, with bit. your, your podcast platform, you're able to like see how many, you know, downloads and, and, you know, views and all that stuff. And I'm, I have a habit of using that as a measure of success which shouldn't really always be the case because I, I know that I can be a little bit obsessive when it comes to, you know, I'll look multiple times a day, be like, okay, how many, how many downloads do we have today? Are we, are we hitting our goals and, and all that? And, and as we do have goals around those numbers that we have set up, it's, you know, I, I do feel like it's a little bit unhealthy for how much I watch it instead of just getting out there and doing it because I love it. And then the numbers will, f- will come behind it. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, I think, for at least the first five or six episodes, I was watching the numbers and I'm trying not to now. And now you mentioned the numbers. I am resisting the urge to go onto my own platform and just be like, what's what my current downloads? What are they right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, a boost to, you know, self-esteem confidence when, you know, you, it's, you see growth and, you know, your channel or podcast is, is doing well or improving. So it's, it's a little bit addicting. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it totally is. It's, it's it's almost like a drug. Like you just have to watch it. But from what I see from what you've produced, and from what I see on your live streams, uh, what I see on, on on the podcast itself, is you you are already that definition of success because you have been releasing things consistently. You've been keeping things going, and uh, you you've not had an, uh, well, it doesn't sound like it. You've not had an argument over the podcast yet <laughs> not not while we're recording we're, we're a lot nicer to each other once, once we hit the record button <laughs> oh my it's, god it's kind of like social media right you don't put anything bad you don't put the the pictures of the you know kids throwing tantrums and yeah. stuff like that it's all the happy family photos that everybody gets to see so same thing on our podcast episodes but i mean for the most part it's a good thing for us yeah, no, totally. I know this is going to happen when, if I bring if I bring me other half into this. So, I'm kind of also interested in the way that you approach the content that you're producing, and in particular the way that you approach the games. And you do something that I've not seen any other podcast do, and that's you rate each game in five different categories. If that's, if that's correct. correct. Um, which is important to yourselves as gamer parents. So can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. So I guess as far as what drives, you know, how we, how we do things on the podcast and, and the reasons why, like I had mentioned, I was in, into podcasting, into listening to podcasts beforehand. And I, I listened to a few that I really liked. And part of what we do is, is modeled a little bit off of different portions of other podcasts that I listen to because I, I like so much what they're doing and I, I wanted to be a part of that podcast so much. I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and kind of create my own and take different pieces of ones that I like and try to make, make something unique mm-hmm. out of it. You know, and, and one thing that we do um, every two weeks, we basically go through a new game that you're new to us at least. And Joanne and I will, will play through it. Usually this is something that we can play together, you know, co-op or multiplayer so that we're, 
usually on the same team, kind of working together because that also drives communication yeah. for us, which that's important, right? We're, we're not in here to put on our headsets and play different games and not talk to each other, right? We're in, we're in here to, to play together and, you know, build upon that. And then every other episode, because we do a weekly podcast release, we talk about that said game and kind of give our review on it. And part of that review comes with five different categories that we talk through. And basically before we started all this, we were like, what what do we what's most yeah. important to us in a game? You know, and a lot of it was and that's changed over the years. A lot of it is new to us because we're parents. You know, our, our oldest is only four years old, so we, we haven't been par- parents for too terribly long, but that that's changed a lot since we have been parents. Th- different things are more important to us. And those five categories, the, the first one that we talk about is the mm-hmm. convenience of the game, you know, especially with people with newborns, you know, and even older than that. Kids don't always sleep well yeah. at night. Um, you know, newborns are up all the time. You know, and, and if we wanted to game after the kids go to sleep, you need to be open to the possibility that your kids are probably going to wake up uh, while yeah. you're in here. So if, if there's a game where you're going to be stuck and tied to it for, you know, an hour at a time, you know, and lose all your progress if you, you know, leave the room or something like that, that's not a great game for us, right? And that's, that's very low on the convenience scale for us. Um, and that's, that's why that category is important. The next one that we go through is on communication, kind of what I hinted at before communication between the two of us we we want there to be that otherwise it's like why are we doing this I mean it's fun you know but we can both be doing something else so we want to make sure we're talking and communicating and not only is it communication during the gameplay but also you know the next day we'll be like oh my gosh remember that time when you did this and this happened and you know this led to this and we'll talk about the games that we're playing too, like throughout the week. And that's fun because it's, you know, it's not the usual stuff that we're talking about and it changes every week because it's always a different game. Uh, and then we also talk about the story of the game, which for, I mean, for a lot of people, people like, like a good story. So, I mean, my wife's very much into books and reading and, you know, she loves like a nice juicy story. So we have that one in there as well that we'll talk about. Uh, and then the fourth category is repeatability, and that is how easy is it to you know come back to the game, right? Is it a game that you could play for a day or two and then you're you know kind of move past it, or is it one that we feel like you know we could play for weeks or months um, on end? Uh, and then the last category is it's an it's an easier one. It's just fun, and it's just how how much fun do we feel like we're having when we're playing the game? You know that that one's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. And in each category, we rate yeah out of ten. So it's five categories, um, one through 10. So it's a total of 50 points for the perfect game, which we have never found. So if anyone out there knows the perfect game, 50 out of 50, let us know. We'll yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm already just mentally like, cause I I'm between two games and between persona five and Elden ring. And I'm mentally just going through each of them now. And I'm like convenience of the game for Elden ring one. You cannot pause that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah any, any game that you cannot pause is, is, difficult um you know especially like usually for us if a kid wakes up just one of us goes so the other if we're playing together the other person can like i don't hold down the fort i guess you know if we can't pause it but games we can pause are really good for convenience for us so we've got uh your five categories are convenience of the game uh communication between the two of yourselves uh the story uh repeatability and more importantly how much fun you're both having 
Yes, absolutely. All right, epic. So, what are you currently playing right now? Uh, so, right now, uh, it's actually a, a new game that was released, I think, about a week ago. It's called Gunfire Reborn. It's not a huge title. It's not a big name out there. Um, one thing that is kind of a staple of of what drives what games we pick is I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Xbox Game Pass. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, yes. But it's, it's a subscription <laughs> service. It's basically like a you know Netflix of video games, yeah. where they're constantly adding new games, and as long as you're a monthly subscriber, you know you can download those games and play them as much as you want and however many games you want. And so since we go through a new game every two weeks, it could be rather expensive if we were buying two copies of the game yeah. you know, every two weeks. So we, we kind of opt for the, the uh, Game Pass route. And we, for the most part, most of the games we pick through there, we're also looking for good bargain deals on other, other platforms like you know, Steam or Epic. But you know, we kind of look for games that aren't going to break the bank as well. Yeah. And so this was one that was on Xbox Game Pass it was released a week or two ago called Gunfire Reborn. It is what's called a roguelike. And it's kind of a, it's a first person shooter. It's very kind of, the art style is very cartoony. It's, um, you know, you, you go through kind of these dungeons and you could play with up to four people, which is great because that means we can, Joanne and I can play together. And, you know, you pick up different weapons, you know, mostly you know, guns and rocket launchers and snipers and all kinds of stuff. And you try to go through each, each level. And, you know, every so often there's a boss, which are incredibly challenging. Um, we actually just last night beat the, the first boss for the first time after many attempts. So, but it, it's, that just makes it that much more rewarding. I am the biggest fan of Game Pass. I really am. Um, it's funny because I brought Persona 5 on PS4 like two years ago when COVID hit, or maybe maybe a little bit after that, I can't remember, and uh, Persona 5 rather, and it never played, I, I never played it, uh, straight on Game Pass, the millisecond it's there, I put it up, uh, I'm playing it as well, um, No Man's Sky I found was great as well for playing with my other half, you do have the slight this is far it's of because you're sharing the world with other players everything is happening but you can't get like right. kind of the private world so you can't really pause no man's sky which again pausability i think is a big thing for you guys yeah it, it sure is and, and no man's sky is a, one of the games that we did review as well um a little while back and you know it was a it was a really interesting game it was probably a little bit too slow which is another yeah. it's that we don't really have a category for that per se, but it's one thing that, that I think about with games because sometimes it's like, all right, you know, I have two hours at night, you know, let's, and I want to be able to feel like we're accomplishing something with each session versus, you know, before kids, you know, uh, we were able to game for a lot longer at a time and put a lot more hours in throughout the week. So yeah, that's kind of just how we felt about No Man's Sky, but still in a really impressive game that they've come out with with that one. Yeah. And so much better from when it launched as well. Like, that's what that i've heard yeah. launch was horrendous um but yeah no honestly um i'm on fr- i think i uh, update f- version 4 hasn't come out yet but 3.9 is currently a thing and it is just just amazing just yeah but yeah oh my god it can be a slow game sometimes <laughs> yeah so i mean sometimes slow but sometimes things will happen out of nowhere and and you know you'll be hyper speeding through space and get attacked by space pirates all of a sudden you know so it yeah. stuff 
does happen. A lot of it's kind of out of your, your control. It just kind of seemed like, you know, for us to be able to go places together between Joanna and I, it would take some time or, uh, but it was, it was super fun to get in and just experiment with all the different things you can do in No Man's Sky. Kevin, thank you so much for your time uh, today yeah. and taking the time to talk with me. Uh, before we go to our questionnaire, uh, can you tell us where we can find uh, all of your social media, where we can find your podcast, uh, where we find your live streams? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess first we're over on the YouTube channel, which is the Gamer Parents Podcast, where we have our our podcast episodes we upload there for anybody who prefers to listen over YouTube. We also have our weekly live streams, which is every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that is over on the YouTube channel as well. You can also check out any past streams of any of the games that we've played and rated. Those are all on there. Of course, I'm pretty active on Twitter, and that's kind of where, where we found each other as well, Tom, yeah. but yeah. On, at twitter.com slash GamerParentsPod. And then we're also over on Instagram, which is the one that my wife manages. And there's completely different stuff over there yeah. between what I put out and talk about and what she does is completely different. Like she likes to bake uh, World of Warcraft food. Um, so even if you're not really into World of Warcraft, there's a lot of really cool dishes and stuff that she puts together and puts pictures of on there. But our, our Instagram is at gamer underscore parents underscore podcast. And then of course, we're on, we're on every podcast uh, platform pretty much like like everybody else. I end every episode with the questionnaire. Uh, they come from the uh, Prost questionnaire, which were then adapted by Bernard Pivot and later by James Lipton. Now I present my God Catchemall adaptation to you. <laughs> what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Um, for a long time, I've always said my favorite word is genuine. Yeah. Um, for I guess a few reasons. Um, one, because I, I mean, I like genuine people. I, I try to be genuine myself. And I also just like the way it sounds genuine. You know, it's, it's different. I feel like it has a little twist on it. It's a fun word for me. It's bouncy, isn't it? Just it's a little bit fancy. Bounce. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you, you got to have your pinky out, you know, when, when you yeah. say it. So they're the best words. They're the absolute best words. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Uh, probably f- failure. I mean, I, I, uh, that's one thing that I, I never, I, I don't like failures. Most people probably don't. And I, I kind of feel like I do, I do a lot to make sure that I never, that never happens or, and I don't like, you know, hearing about failure or feeling yeah. like I have failed. What engages you? What engages me? Um, I think between podcasting and streaming and, you know, my career, a lot of it comes down to challenges. I like I like being challenged. You know, I, I've had easy jobs in the past, and those I find boring and unmotivating. Yeah. Whereas if it's you could pay me the same amount and give me a way harder job, and I would enjoy it more because I like the challenge, I like the thrill. You know, I like feeling like I'm making an impact. That's fair. That's fair. This isn't one of the questionnaire questions, but what would you say is the biggest challenge you faced? Let, let's call it let's call it this year biggest challenge this year so far it's probably been the stream and i yeah. think we've we've found more success in the podcast area than we have in the streaming so far i'm still struggling with ways to grow that portion of it it's not kind of where we would have liked it to have been and so i think yeah. that's something that we're struggling with a little bit um i think i i have a little bit more resources when it comes to the podcasting side of things than when it does to the streaming but it's something that i've always been interested in and i, re- I want to stick with it absolutely 
you yeah. know, and I think obviously the, the longer you stick with it, you're, you're going to grow as long as you keep putting your best foot forward and keep trying it. And that's kind of just where we face the most difficulties so far. Yeah. Uh, remind us where your live streams are. The, the live streams are over on the YouTube channel, Gamer Parents Podcast. All right, everyone. So you heard the man. Off you go. Keep <laughs> this playing in the background because we've still got more questions. Uh, but go check out those live streams. Question number four. What disengages you? What disengages me? That's a that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm trying to avoid saying the opposite of what engages me, right? Or the, yeah. the absence of a challenge, um, mostly. But um, I feel like for me, it's it's dangerous when I get inactive. Um, I feel like when I when I'm just not staying busy or doing something, then I kind of get down and I don't feel like engaging with anything so yeah. i mean even if it's even if i have nothing to do with with the podcast or work or anything i I try to at least get out and i don't know go run an errand or groceries or something other than rather than kind of just sitting around i feel like yeah. it, it gets me in a, a worse headspace and it's usually not not good for anyone but yeah. especially I, i've noticed that for me at least that that's kind of what um disengages me yeah you can't stay still can you um yeah, we we we're, we're going to become best friends after this. Um, what sound or noise do you love? It's got to be something in gaming. I feel like there's a lot of sounds that I mean, even to this day, like the I still know exactly what it sounds like to start up a PlayStation Two, right? Yeah, or a, even a GameCube or any of the consoles that I've had in the past. Like that sound when it starts up, like I could be, I know exactly what it sounds like, uh, even though I haven't heard it in I don't know at least five or ten years. Yeah. Right? Um, same thing with game, game soundtracks of, you know, games that have just been such a staple in our past. So as far as probably my favorite, it's probably the PlayStation startup sound. Yep. Yep. Totally with you there as well. Um, adding to that, the PlayStation one startup and the Game Boy startup, um, Mm -hmm. and Game Boy Advance as well. It had that little ding on it, like as the, as the letters bounced. Oh my God, you made me so happy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. It's just that that chime, they all have that and it just, it gets ingrained in you. And and I think you correlate that with the, you know, the experience that you have with with gaming. And even though it's just a sound. Uh, What sound or noise do you hate? I think the last few years, it's probably been babies crying. Um, You know, we've had two of them and um, it's something that I don't know what it is especially our, our youngest, our daughter, um, she has a, a great set of lungs and she can scream extremely loud. And um, <laughs> it, before I was a parent, like I was never really around kids. I'm not used to, I'm the youngest in my family. Like um, I'm not used to, you know, little ones or babies crying and that kind of stuff, especially whatever it is about being in a car with one too. Yeah. And it's just like you want to get wherever you're going as fast as possible so that you can you know, get them out of the car seat and stop the crying. Um, that's one that's just it, – it, it drives you crazy. They're, they're lucky they're so cute. I was once on the flight with one uh, going to yeah. this. It was a long two and a half hours. Oh, I, I bet, yeah. Now, this next question is everyone's favorite, but I do have to take a little bit of responsibility here. Are the kids within earshot? No, um, one of them is out of town with his grandparents, and then the other one is on the other side of the house. Okay, brilliant. I can ask this question in safety then. What is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word. I actually, I mean, I don't, I don't curse. Um, I, 
I don't know why. I just, I mean, I kind of grew up in a household that that wasn't really common. And even most, some of my friends obviously did, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I haven't, I've never, I haven't really engaged in much of that at all. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm not going <laughs> to push. I'm not going to push. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I, as, as I grew up, I dreamed about game development. Yeah. And although just being interested in gaming, like I wanted to be a part of developing or creating a game that, you know, society would hopefully come to enjoy or play and be fans of, you know, and I, I felt like I, at various points I had great ideas for games as I'm sure a lot of people feel like they do, Yeah, you know, um, that, you know, I, I, I tried to get into some developer companies, you know, um, a long time ago and obviously that never really worked out but probably for the better because you know i'm well off now and i get to stream playing games instead yeah uh which is less stressful i think than actually developing a game yeah absolutely you know i it's it's super super stress-free kind of just getting to i mean i get to play games and with my wife and we get to talk to people who are in our chat and we get to do what we love and talk about what we love what profession would you not like to do? Any kind of public speaker. I know that kind of sounds weird because uh, I'm also the host of a podcast. Yeah. But for the vast majority of my life, and even now, I would still consider myself an introvert. And I, we got, I got to a point where it was really bad in college, and I had an extremely difficult time making friends. And you know, I went out of state, far from home, to go to school, and I absolutely hated it. I you know, wasn't making friends. I fell into a little bit of depression. I eventually ended up kind of quitting school there and switching to a different school a lot closer to home where I yeah. was a lot happier. But throughout that, I got to a point where I decided I didn't like how I was, how shy, nervous, anxious I was about everything. So I told myself that I would make attempts to try to grow. And I talk about growth again, right? Of how to get myself to the, a better version of me or a version of me that I think I would be happier with or that yep. I would like to see come out of me. And a part of that is pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I've done various things over the years. And I think this podcast is a great example of that, of a way that I, the idea of it beforehand kind of terrified me, but I was like, I want to be comfortable with this because I feel like it's going to make me better at socializing, better at making friends, um, you know, better at carrying on conversations and so forth. Final question of the questionnaire. If you could say only one statement to any one person, what would that statement be? And who would that person be? You know, I've, I've seen a lot on Twitter lately about people who are down or depressed. And I'm relatively new to Twitter. We I've really only been on there for the last I don't know, four months or so, yeah. but it's kind of eye-opening on the, the kind of stuff that comes out of that. But I see a lot of people who are struggling with things on either um, giving up on, on life or their, what they love or their hobbies or and everything that they're passionate about because they're, you know, they're down or depressed. Um, so, and, and I, I hate seeing that because, you know, we, we all have people who are close to us or ourselves who are struggling with things like that. So I would just, tell that person to, you know, not to give up, to keep pushing forward. You know, things will get better. There is light at the end of the tunnel and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really wise advice for anyone uh, listening to this. And I hope also that inspires you all to go check out, go check out the Game of Parents podcast. Again, remind us where are all of your, um, where's all your content? 
Yeah. So on YouTube, Gamer Parents Podcast, and then Twitter at Gamer Parents Pod, and then Instagram at Gamer underscore Parents underscore Podcast. Uh, we also have a Discord channel. Was is probably the best place for people to come and say hi and you know check out what we're doing. You know that's kind of where we're usually in a voice chat there every you know every night for the most part. So people can kind of hop in and say hi and if you know and we invite people to play games with us all the time. So if you're you know a gamer and you're playing any of the same games we are, you know we'll we definitely you know and enjoy having people pop in there as well. Epic. Yeah, I I literally live a second life on Discord. Like, Discord is amazing. It, it is so in so good. many ways. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can find our podcast as well uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, but particularly on Good Pods, where we are currently in the top 100 indie documentary chart. And if you want to get in touch with me, I haven't yet set up a Discord, but I kind of want to. Uh, I'm on TikTok at Meet Interesting People, uh, Instagram at Tom underscore Meet underscore Interesting underscore People, and Twitter at Tom Meet People. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. I really, really appreciate this. Tom, thank you so much for having me and giving me the chance to talk about what I what I do over here and you know what I what I love and you know what drives me. You know, I appreciate the the opportunity to kind of get on here and share that with people. And, and I and I love it too. I, I enjoy talking about this stuff. So, yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm, gra- I'm grateful we can meet as well. So I'm super happy with that. So everybody, uh, have the greatest day, and I shall see you all again next week. You have just listened to an episode of Tom Meets Interesting People. If you'd enjoyed the show and would like to take part, or you know somebody who would make a great guest, please email me at tommeetsinterestingpeople at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Guests may provide audio content that helps to demonstrate their work. Guests have given permission for this work to be played through the use of a release form that they have signed. It is the understanding of this podcast that the material that they provide does not infringe on the copyright of others. All other rights reserved, copyright 2022.